Welcome to the Essential Geopolitics Podcast from Stratfor, a rain company. I'm Emily Donahue. In previous podcasts, we've discussed how U.S. foreign policy under President-elect Joe Biden will differ from that of Donald Trump. Today, the relationship between the U.S. and Latin America. Joining me to discuss this is Cesar Martinez, Stratfor's Latin America analyst. Welcome. Thank you very much, Emily. Cesar, what are the main themes that will emerge during the Biden administration with respect to Latin America? Well, the the agenda between uh, Latin American countries and the United States is very rich. Uh, it it's, uh, has a lot of topics. There are many of those who are perennial uh, for the region that obviously can have a role in the relationship with the United States. Other topics have surged recently, the best example of that being COVID. Uh, So let me start with this last topic. Uh, There will be a lot of interest in how the Biden administration will work with Latin American countries on helping them on the economic recovery after the pandemic, what kind of collaboration there will be to help uh, these countries come back from what's been a very harsh and severe effects uh, on their economies. The other one is what kind of collaboration there will be regarding vaccines when those come into line. Uh, several regional leaders are leery of the approach that the Trump administration took towards the beginning of the pandemic regarding uh, medical equipment, PPE equipment, uh, especially the distribution. There was a race uh, by several countries to see, led by the United States to see which one would be able to get more. They are hoping that there will be a more collaborative approach now. Of course, it also helps that several countries have already established cooperation mechanisms for manufacturing and distribution. Another topic that's perennial, but it's very linked to this economic recovery post-COVID is migration. And uh, we know that the Biden administration might be more friendly, be, be a more friendly approach to, the, to migration. However, it's important to point out that regardless of the change of approach on the US side, there will be a pressure, a growing pressure uh, from the region to increase the flow of migrants, basically for two reasons. One, again, the reaction to the economic impact of COVID uh, across the region. But the other one, natural disasters. Uh, we have uh, two gigantic hurricanes that have impacted Central America in the span of two weeks, leaving a lot of devastation, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, people without uh, jobs, uh, crops that have been that have been uh, basically um, terminated by this hurricane. So there will be pressure in, in the region that's the main exporter of migrants, precisely uh, to 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 increase the flows. Now um, this leads to two other related topics: uh, how to improve economic development in Latin America in general, for Central America in particular. That's something that uh, has been uh, the region leaders in the region have been trying to work towards, uh, and again, it's the source of the problem, right? If you want to to solve migration, you need to help economic development, especially in Central America. And that's something that apparently the Biden administration has committed for, to do. Uh, the other one is cooperation regarding natural disasters and climate change. We can talk about this last one more in one of the uh, next questions. Um, Security cooperation is obviously a very important topic that has been at the forefront of the U.S. Latin American agenda for many years. Uh, we might see deeper cooperation focused on more incentives than more of the stick approach that perhaps the Trump administration took. However, the landscape has also changed. 
uh, while Mexico was a very willing partner in the past, in the previous uh, two or three administrations, perhaps he, it is a little bit less so now. So, so, so there will be interesting configurations there. Of course, human rights and strengthening governance and democratic institutions is something that the Biden campaign has expressed a lot of interest in working with the region. Uh, it's an improvement in these areas. These topics touch many nations from Mexico to Colombia, several Central American nations, and of course, Venezuela and Cuba. What are the main changes that we can expect from the approach taken by Donald Trump? I think there will be several. Uh, I think the most important will be obviously with respect of tone. This is not only for this region, but for all regions, right? Uh, considerably more approachable administration where leaders might not need to be walking on eggshells for fear to offending Biden sensibilities. I think that's one of the main, more more on, on style approach. Um, perhaps one of the topics that gathers a lot of interest, the relationship with Cuba and Venezuela, uh, the main objective will not be actually that different. I think the Biden administration also shares, or will also share the objective of helping those countries transition into fully democratic systems. Uh, during the campaign, it was gathered that perhaps the Biden administration might go back to the Obama approach with respect to Cuba of more openings uh, while maintaining a harder line towards Venezuela. Post-election, it's clear that the Biden team also needs uh, to keep bipartisan support uh, domestically, uh, in the Senate especially, which will make the differences between the Trump and Biden approaches a little bit less visible or less apparent. Perhaps the most important difference uh, will be a more proactive approach, trying to move forward in Venezuela by building a governing alliance instead of just building a bloc that opposes Nicolas Maduro. That hasn't worked. They have talked about smarter sanctions instead of just uh, harder sanctions. We don't know exactly what that means. They have not given the tools to the opposition in Venezuela to really provide a governance alternative, perhaps an alliance that will, that will provide them an alternative to build a real government. But the objective will be, will be still the same. Well, the leaders of the two largest countries in Latin America, Mexico and Brazil, have taken a long time to congratulate the president-elect for his victory. Is this a presage for a difficult relationship with these two countries? Well, um, sort of. A lot has been made of the um, fact that uh, both President López Obrador and President Bolsonaro um, have not congratulated yet Joe Biden on the victory in the election. In the case of Bolsonaro, he has made no secret of his uh, alignment with uh, Donald Trump, not only in terms of personality, but also in terms of many policies, and that he was rooting for Trump's re-election. In the case of López Obrador, I think his reticence is rooted on, a, on his personality, on his personal experience. He uh, contested the 2006 election when he lost against Felipe Calderón. To this day, he still has not uh, accepted the results of that election, even if 12 years later he was elected. Now, if Joe Biden had the same personality as Donald Trump, perhaps that would be a big problem, but uh, that's not the case. I don't think that will represent a big obstacle in the relationships with Mexico and Brazil, even. I think there are actually structural issues that might make the relationship with the Biden administration a bit more difficult 
beyond personalities. And one of them is very clear that has to do with the environment. Uh, the Biden administration has been very explicit that climate change is one of its main priorities, that they want to advance and they want to make the United States the leader, global leader again in the fight against climate change. Um, both Brazil and Mexico have become kind of a laggards in this respect during the Bolsonaro and Lopez Obrador administrations. Mexico really going into, into much more coal production, for example, in terms of energy, incentivizing clean energies at home in Brazil, the, the issue about the Amazon deforestation. These are going to be sticking points. Uh, and again, that's nothing to do with personalities, has to do with policy differences. Other ones is, is basically in terms of human rights and violence and crime and worries that the Biden administration might have in terms of whether these countries are really working towards reducing crime and really respecting human rights all, all around. But it's a complicated relationship with Brazil. Brazil has China as its main trading partner. Bolsonaro has made also very, very explicit that he does not like China. Uh, on the other hand, he doesn't like Biden. On the other hand, the European Union is also pressing Brazil in terms of environment. So it's more kind of a balancing act for him to see who he dislikes more, <laughs> uh, right? In terms of who uh, who he will work better with, and that right. that perhaps the Biden administration will will try to calibrate as well. Cesar Martinez is Stratfor's Latin America analyst. Cesar, thank you. Absolutely, a pleasure. You can get more of Stratfor's intelligence and forecasting on Latin America when you sign up for our free newsletter. Visit worldview.stratfor.com. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening. Thank you.